Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Create Smarter Podcast Conversation Series, where we sit down with an industry professional and hear their takes on marketing trends, live events, and how they create smarter. When it comes to rights and licensing of a person's image and likeness in the media, there have always been rights, wrongs, controversy, and law changes. But specifically focusing on the world of sports and the likeness and image of athletes, laws have been sort of strictly stagnant for some time now, especially when it comes to college athletics. This all changed back in 2021 when the NCAA announced it would be changing its rules on how college athletes were allowed to handle their name, image, and likeness. On today's episode, Marissa sat down with Noah Hammerman, a graphic designer for the San Francisco 49ers, and Akshay Ram, a designer for Syracuse University Athletics, for a conversation about the 2021 NCAA rule change allowing student-athletes to sell their rights to their name, image, and likeness, and what it means for the future of college sports as well as athlete rights as a whole. Let's take a listen. Hi, everyone. It's Marissa from Firestool Productions. Today, I am joined by my very good friends, Noah Hammerman and Akshay Ram, who I met working at Syracuse University Athletics. I figured I could bring them in to talk about the NCAA rule change on college athletes being able to sell the rights to their name, image, and likeness. But first, I wanted to give you guys a little background about who these cool people are. So Noah just graduated from Syracuse University's Newhouse School of Public Communications this past May 2020, and he's now working as a designer for the San Francisco 49ers. As I mentioned before, he worked with me at Syracuse University in their athletic department, as well as working as a design intern in places like ESPN, Sports Illustrated, and at Indiana University in their athletic department. Akshay is an upcoming senior at Syracuse University and is currently a product manager MBA intern at Adobe, but also does work in social design at Bleacher Report and works in creative media still at Syracuse University in their athletics department. So thank you guys both for joining me today. I think I first wanted to ask you guys what your initial gut reactions were to the NCAA rule changes. Yeah, so honestly, I I wasn't really surprised. I think this was something that a lot of people were waiting for. Um, in the last few years. Um, I think this was an expectation, especially when a lot of these athletes grew up playing games like NCAA football, where they got to play as their favorite college athletes. So once that got stripped away from them, um, and then them kind of starting to hear rumors about potentially bringing back the game, it was just inevitable that, you know, their name image likeness would be something that's prominent in the future. So not very surprised. I um, I think this is going to be something that's very interesting to take a look at in the next few years for sure. Yeah, and it's good for a lot of people. Um, it's not only good for the athletes uh, and the schools. The NCAA was having a little dip there with, especially in college basketball, some of these players going to the de- developmental league, uh, the G League. Um, so this will really attract players to come to colleges, play sports, and we get to see you know, March Madness, even more, uh, you know, more excitement to it um, in the coming years. So I think that's the, the biggest part that I was excited about. And as a creative, as a designer, um, this opens a world of possibilities in the freelance world that we don't even know what could be coming. Um, I think it's a positive thing all around, not only for the players, not only for these colleges, but for a lot of people in our positions. So very exciting stuff. So what kind of impact do you guys think this is going to have on, I know, Noah, you said us as creatives, but also the athletes themselves? Yeah, so I think especially for some of these athletes that are used to only receiving stipends to carry them over and uh, take care of their expenses during college, they're going to have more opportunities to support their family, you know, 
a lot of these athletes, we, we hear year after year amazing stories about how they come from hard upcomings and uh, then they have a really bright future in athletics and then they want to give back to the people that brought them to that point. And most of that is their family. So being able to take advantage of that at the college level when, you know, we're looking at some of the biggest production companies using their name, image, and likeness indirectly by just associating with the schools and showcasing their games. Why not give the opportunities to some of these athletes to do it themselves and partner with companies? So I think that's really where it's going to start off. It's going to give a little boost to what the stipend already covers for a lot of these athletes. Yeah. And additionally, I think this is a great um, starting point to grow their own personal brand. I know my mom always tells me, make sure to make your bed and do this and that, you know, that's your personal brand. You're, you're tidy, you're neat, whatever. Um, and I think that's a big thing is building who you are uh, as a person in college um, and who you will be. Not all of these people who are going to make money or make zero dollars are going to be professional athletes. And if they do become professional athletes, it's great to have those skill sets before you even go into, into that profession and become a member of the professional league in which you play sports. So I think this is a, a huge development in not only, you know, it's great for the schools, it's great for you, but it's, it's great for freelancers. Like I said, it's great for the person, you know, because they get to make partnerships with brands that they align with directly, they believe in. Um, and obviously I'd think they'd say no to just a cash grab, but again, that's building personality. That's who you are. If that's the type of athlete that is just going to say yes to every deal, maybe not offer them every deal. So I think this really is a potential for learning for not only brands, but for kids. So how do you guys think that that is going to change how athletes portray themselves? You know, they're, they're college students, not always the best image, but now they have the opportunity to have these brand deals or endorsements. So how do you guys think that that changes how a college athlete presents themselves? I think the presentation is probably going to come easy. These are, we're talking about athletes that are coached you know, on a regular basis, on top of just being student athletes on how to be professional in front of a camera and how to talk to media. So this isn't anything new to them. I think where it's really going to come into play is seeing how they can manage their time. And I think that's one of the biggest concerns when, you know, they introduced the idea of name image like this years ago. And the concerns behind it was, okay, are athletes going to be more focused on making money and building their brand? Or are they going to be able to distribute you know their time to also put their best abilities into performing well on the field um, or court but realistically I think we're talking about you know a lot of these athletes you know when when they're getting recruited we're talking about athletes that participate in multiple sports so they're used to the time grind of already participating in all kinds of activities when you get to the college level you're you're focusing the the academics and and your, your athletic ability, but this might just be something that they do on their free time. Um, it's not something that every athlete's required to do, and that's, that's what's great about it. I think you don't need to do it just because it's a new rule. You have the choice to really select if that's something that means something to you and is part of your personal brand, as Noah mentioned. Um, this isn't something that's required for every athlete to do. Additionally, it's always good to remember uh, that there are plenty of platforms that this advertising, quote unquote, would be 
um, going on with using that name, image, and likeness. I think uh, we always associate as kids thinking, okay, they're just going to make a scheduled hashtag ad post on Instagram or Twitter. That's not always the way it's going to go. Um, and there's a lot of compliance things that I think we'll start to get into later in this conversation where if Powerade's not your uh, school sponsor and it's Gatorade, well, then what is that? What type of issues do we have here? So I think it's also good to remember that, that part of it, that there's mediums that aren't just social media, like commercials, standard television commercials, radio shows, all this, you know, weird stuff that goes on traditional media type of stuff. And then uh, it's also good to remember that not, we went to Syracuse and that's a D1 school. There's kids from Jacksonville State University that need, you know, to build that personal brand maybe on their social channels to, to even get a deal, to build who they are as a person. Maybe it's through charity. Maybe it's through whatever, you know, whatever means. But it's always good to recognize that, you know, D1 schools in college basketball or college football, they're not the only college athletes out there. There's swimming, there's, you know, swimming and diving, there's gymnastics, there's cheerleading. I mean, there's so many things um, that, that aren't involved that, is important to is important to remember when thinking of that brand building. So Akshay, I like that you said that it's a choice. It's really you don't have to, you know, go out and find an endorsement deal. You can choose to do this. And that's kind of a lot of pressure to build your personal brand and have that choice and now have to think about all of this and take that into consideration. What do you guys think is going through the minds of college athletes right now trying to make that decision? Although this was a conversation that was happening for a while, a lot of people weren't prepared for it. So for us to expect everyone to come in and be fully prepared with what their brand and what their personal goals are, it's really unrealistic at this point. I think there are a lot of people, and we've seen you know, a lot of successful college athletes already um, take advantage of the fact that they can support their own teammates, they can support their family. But at the end of the day, you shouldn't be pressured by your teammate or someone else you know within a college athletics program in order to participate in all this stuff. I think the reality is time's going to show us where the market value for a lot of these athletes are. There's a lot of athletes that are going for quick cash grabs, or there's a lot of marketing agencies that are trying to sign athletes just to get the quick cash grab and offer high, high numbers. And I think through time, at least in the first year or so, we're going to see a lot of steeps and hills that you know, all these athletes have to cross. Um, and then once that happens, I think more people will be comfortable with the idea. We're talking about, you know, sophomores and juniors in high school right now that are going to be expected to, to go through these conversations. And that's going to be part of the recruiting process. So year one, year two, I, I don't think we should expect anything specifically from all these athletes. Let them learn and understand what their personal values are and uh, what their core values are. And then I think that's going to translate in the future with some of these current high school athletes? Yeah, I'd answer in one word, um, and that'd be overwhelming. I think for a college kid right now uh, to hear about this news, it happens so fast, at least in the media cycle, because, I mean, you know, Akshay will tell you he knew about it for like the past four or five years, of course. But I think, uh, I think it's important to remember this is coming at a pretty alarmingly fast rate for, for most people. So it, 
it's got to be hectic inside of an athlete's mind that, yeah, it's great that you could partner with places and do X, Y, Z, but a lot of the, the other side of it is the people arguing, well, you get free school, you get this, you get that already. So I, I think that bunch of noise coming out and you having to kind of deal with that and think, who am I? You know, what, what am I really going to do? What, you know, should I just put on my story, email me, um, and just say, Hey, or tweet email, blah, 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 at syr.edu. And, and let's get, you know, a partnership going. That's, that's unrealistic. Uh, so you just have to prepare for those types of things. Not everybody's going to cash in immediately. It's been a week. It's been a week. Um, so I guess some people have to hold their horses a little bit and, and wait to see where this thing goes. But I think it's exciting ultimately. So speaking of exciting, obviously this allows for a lot more freedom of content creation from the athletes themselves. What are you guys looking forward to seeing from athletes or from helping athletes working on? Yeah, I mean, you kind of said it already. Like we're, we're talking content, but we're talking creative content. Um, we've seen at the NFL level already, we got guys like Juju and Chase Claypool that are already taking advantage of platforms like TikTok, coming up with their own original content. I think we, we really want to see what an athlete can do. And I think a lot of people will be surprised, you know, as fans, when they see their favorite athlete going out and doing something similar to what they do in their day-to-day -day life, right? Just having fun and being creative. And I think that's what, you know, conversations that I've had um, and the opportunities I've had to talk to a few athletes in D1 programs, um, that's kind of what I've been prefacing. It's have fun with it because the money is cool, but if you find a fun way to do it, you're going to enjoy the process and not feel like it's a job. They, they don't need a job on top of what they have to do already and what the school expects of them to do in order to keep their scholarship, which was basically the baseline compensation for them. Um, for them to exceed that, I think, take advantage of this as an opportunity to have fun. Like if you want to make a logo, have some nice, you know, cheese bits that you can throw into it and um, that you can kind of showcase to your fans and say like, this is who I am and this is what I want to be. Yeah. It's going to open up a world of possibilities with uh, personality driven content. Like we're going to see, you know, your favorite player doing crazy stuff, uh, just fun stuff. I think that's the best part of it. Uh, I know in some ideas I was throwing out to to some folks, it's like, why not, you know, I think Akshay brought this up when we were texting earlier, like, why not do a chef cook-off show between two guys who just like cooking? It's like, th these are all simple answers to brands that you clearly want to be with, um, and so why not do that? I think that's going to be the most fun part of this um, from an outsider looking in is like, we're going to get to meet people more not just see a number on the back of a jersey and possibly a name, but really uh, really get to have a favorite player because they like, you know, what you like and play the same video games or whatever. Uh, I think it's also good to understand that not everybody will be camera friendly. Um, so you might be like, why isn't blah, 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 or XYZ player putting out content or whatever? Maybe that's not what they want to do. Maybe they want to be a scientist, I don't know, make up a profession, rocket scientist. But I think that's the, the point that you have to take is like, not everybody's going to love it. And not every athlete that you think should do it is going to do it. 
Um, but I think it's gonna, like I said, open up a world of possibilities where we just enjoy what we get to see from college, from college sports. So what have you guys seen come out of this that has been exciting for you specifically? Is there any merch that you're excited for? Any deals that you guys think are good fits? What are you what are you guys seeing that you like so far? As much as I'm excited, I'm, I'm actually really curious to see which companies are going to do it the right way, because I think we're seeing a lot of, you know, where we're talking about the athletes not being prepared or just like the overwhelmingness it might feel for them. But like the same brands that didn't really expect us to come this soon are going through the same channels. We're seeing a lot of brands just asking athletes to be a, a, a sponsored athlete for them without a, a real clear direction. So we're seeing some really unique, unique partnerships, where, whether it's like a, a moving truck company um, for, for, you know, some of these athletes to promote around campus, or even if it's, I think what I'm really excited about is seeing some of these athletes strip aside the idea that they're making money, but using platforms like Cameo and donating some of their proceeds to their favorite charity or uh, giving it to their friends and family, I think. Um, even though they have the opportunity to take advantage of their athlete platform to make some money, I think the deals that are going to be successful for athletes and the athletes that are going to be successful with these companies are going to start from the people that have a story behind why the deal is being done. Um, and we're seeing a lot of it within college football specifically, but I, I imagine it to be much bigger when it comes to some of the other bigger revenue generating pl platforms and teams too. This makes me wish Marek Dolajai was still in school so we could partner him with OIP. No, I think I think uh, there's going to be so much fun that occurs. I think uh, the one thing I'm excited for is the possibility of Buddy Bayheim partnering with like Bud Light. I think that's fun. Um, but there's so many play on name stuff that you could come up with and partnerships that you could just see um, forming uh, that it's kind of just silly at this moment because it's so early but uh it's gonna become a really fun thing to pay attention to uh, the social media aspect is really interesting when thinking about what partnerships work with what people because some traditional brands like exporting goods or something isn't popular on social media so i think that's a partnership that maybe doesn't have any legs um, for lack of a better term, or doesn't have any growth. These companies that are going to partner on social media with players are going to be social forward companies, possibly. Like, you know, you think of House of Highlights or Bleacher Report or something like these highlight channels. Um, but I think it's, it's important to recognize that different platforms have different goals. Um, and that might not align with every guy. But yeah, I think it's going to be cool. I'm just excited to see what I know merch is really a fun thing right now um, because it's an easy way to make money uh, at this point, but I don't think it's going to, it's, it's very YouTuber-esque. It's like, not everybody's going to love it. You have to really be a big fan and it might end up being a waste of money if you end up printing a ton of shirts and then you can't sell all your shirts. So I think it, that, that kind of topic really depends on the person in their following or the team in their following. If it's Duke basketball, yeah, you're probably going to sell a lot of shirts, but if it's 
something smaller, you're you're probably gonna gonna make sense to the dollar. So just being careful with that for for a college athlete is important. But Noah, the other question that I had for you, obviously you're working in the professional realm now more than the college realm. So what have you seen um, in reactions from people that you've worked with or athletes that you've heard from um, that is different from obviously the college side of things? It's funny because, you know, I'm at home right now and we have people coming in and out of the house to do maintenance. And this, you know, big burly guy walked up and he was like, if they start paying college athletes, okay, I won't even watch anymore. I'm not even going to be a fan. I don't know. I, it's funny to get that instance. But then at work, we're all talking about it. And it's like a very positive thing because, you know, as freelancers and some of us, you know, professionals, uh, it's exciting because there's potential for us to creep in and, you know, have a part and play a part in these athletes' lives. Um, and building their brand. I think that's the most, uh, that's, you know, I used legs in the other instance, but I think that's something that'll have legs for five, 10 years where maybe you don't make a profit off of an athlete or just one player immediately, but, you know, partnering with a kid right now, let's say somebody very talented with NBA prospects or NFL prospects, or, you know, I don't really watch college baseball but MLB prospects um let's say you partner with them and then you have a relationship for life with a player I think that's that's huge um because a lot of artists uh, that have been an artist and creatives and designers and videographers whatever that you know the overarching term of artists um I, I think building relationships is sometimes the hardest part uh and with that being able to be formed in these formative years of, of college sports is, is essential. So I think that's what most of us are talking about right now is how, you know, great it is, frankly, and, and how exciting it is because we're, we're going to, we're going to get to see some of our alma maters players on the brightest lights and making money and having a good time. I think the confusing part of NIL for some people is that the colleges are paying the athletes or something funky is going on or whatever. And it's not that way at all. It's, it's so different. Um, this is building yourself into who you are. Uh, and as creatives, that's what we do every day. Uh, we build our own personality. So like I said, very, very good stuff. And I love uh, being able to talk as long as I want. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think just to build off of that from the professional setting we haven't seen jobs that are going to exist in the next year or two we're talking about you know a lot of these athletes are hiring their own creative directors just for their own brand and when we think about it in the professional setting imagine we already have guys like tom brady steph curry that have their own media markets kevin durant you know right under themselves where they have their own creative team but imagine how that expands to a whole nother level and you bring in all kinds of different people to uh, to rep you, but also um, the brands that live under you. So I think that's what we're gonna see in a professional setting. We're gonna see more of that exist where athletes are really building, like Noah mentioned, like the, the relationships are gonna be so key moving forward. And I think the relationships are only gonna grow as much knowledge that an athlete has when it comes to creative content. Um, and those are the athletes that are going to be successful, not the ones that jump 
directly at a deal right now, but the ones that think it through and really build out what their vision has to be. So, you know, maybe you're going to see one or two of us as a creative director for the biggest athlete, you know, in a few years, but that that's really what it could come down to where um, athletes are more freelance focused or creatives are more freelance focused and can support multiple different teams and multiple different athletes. So that's my perception on what the professional setting might be, you know, in a few years. Yeah, you have to buy stock and open doors and uh, influencer because those are at least the two biggest companies we've seen so far in this NIL valuation market. Um, And it's it's building jobs for a lot of people um, that are paying attention to these players. And it could be anything from teaching lessons on how to interact with fan bases or actually getting a a valuation of what your assets are worth, you know, with your taking in your following and your team's following and a lot of stuff. Um, So, so definitely be on the watch out for, for uh, places like open doors and influencer to be this leader, um, be a, be a both two leaders, I guess, in, uh, in the NIL evaluation, um, you know, within the next five to 10 years. So I know, Noah, that you just mentioned, obviously this is creating jobs. And actually I mentioned this too. This is opening up a whole new realm of possibilities for creatives. Um, So I'll ask a little bit of a big ticket question. How do you guys think that this rule change impacts the world of marketing and branding as a whole beyond just, you know, creating more jobs? Yeah, I think think it's gonna, the biggest factor is obviously creating the jobs, right? But I think it's, building more concentrated i know i talked to a ton of these athletes and when it comes down to building your own brand portfolio and stuff like that there's going to be a a higher emphasis on what is in some of these portfolios how do you sell yourself um and that might just open up more opportunities to, to branch out of just a specific marketing job it might be something more brand marketing personal focus you know i think we're gonna see avenues where the, the whole marketing side branches out and there's more opportunities that way where uh, it's going to help some of these athletes. But um, when, when you really think about it, it's, you know, job opportunities are going to be huge and we're already seeing uh, some of the professional sites when it comes to the crypto market um, adding jobs just because they feel like there is a huge investment portal there. And I think it's going to work the same when it comes to the NIL stuff because I mean, now that the college athletes are going to get it, the high school athletes are going to have the opportunity to do it as well, just because it's not going to ruin their uh, eligibility in college. So you're going to see it jump there. So we're going to see, you know, kids from the age of 12 or 11 when they first hit the AAU circuits and all that stuff start branding themselves. So um, it's just going to be a higher demand. So jobs are the big thing, but I think we're going to see branches in existing company jobs that already exist come out yeah and i always think back to this idea of you have an educational advisor in school why not have a financial advisor that sits there and thinks through your money decisions and does that because that's super helpful for a college kid just regardless of of being an athlete that would be helpful just to have financial advice from somebody um in that you know stage of your life so i think that's huge 
Um, but from the marketing and that side, I think it's just a given that it'll be like an extra addendum to, let's say you're a sports marketing agency. Uh, that's going to be an extra addendum that's added that says, okay, here's a whole section of this company that now is sports, college sports. Okay, there you go. And you got how many sports in, in college, you know, are there? I mean, there was like 24 at, at Indiana. There's so many, so many different teams, men's and women's, um, for, for both, uh, for, uh, for all of these sports. So I, I think that's the, that's the huge thing is there's way more opportunities, uh, way more players in general. Um, these conferences have like thousands of players playing the same sport. Uh, so yeah, I think that's, that's the job thing is kind of a given in my mind. I think it'll, it'll just become a thing. And if it hasn't already, it, you have to be quick with it because it'll it'll go it'll go like that. Be very quick. So we have talked a lot about the positive side of this, but I'm interested to see what the negative side of it is. Do you guys think there's any potential dangers that arise here? And you know, athletes shifting focus, or obviously the money part of it's big. What do you guys think could be a potential danger coming out of this world change? Yeah, like I mentioned, year one is going to be that big tunnel pull to understand, you know, which athletes are going to do it right, which schools, to be honest, are going to support their athletes to uh, build their brand the right way. Um, I think with improper education, we're going to see a lot of athletes take the wrong deals um, and potentially put their eligibility in danger. And we're going to see a lot of athletes not understand the market and just uh, I know a big trend that we've been seeing already is just athletes throwing in different brands onto their bios on social media and those brands don't even have a real platform in the NIL space so they're just giving away free marketing to these brands so I think the potential downfall for some of these athletes are you know those two main things where it comes to improper education and just not understanding a deal because um they're not on what makes sense and what doesn't uh so that's that's space going with uh with the you know negativity side but i don't think it's going to retract from player performance as much as we probably initially expect it expect it to be Wait, no, before you answer, actually, you cut out a little bit. So if you want to go back and kind of recap what you just said at the end, I think I, I noticed you recognized your audio. Uh, yeah, so my so my, uh, my AirPods died. So switch to no and then I'll, I'll just go back. Okay, I'll come back to you. Okay. Um, I think the downside will most likely come in the form of something that uh, Akshay may or may not have said, which is school support. I think it's going to be really tough um, to kind of determine what rules and regulations regulations each school is going to go by. Um, with this being so new, uh, maybe compliance has issues. Um, like I said before with the Pepsi kind of Powerade Gatorade example. Or maybe they don't allow you to partner with a shaving company or whatever it may be. 
there's no rules and regulations that are straight enough to say like this is what you can and can't do and not to say like athletes need structure like that but it would be very helpful so that they don't make that mistake and partner with the wrong people and become you know members of a situation where they could get kicked off a team or suspended for a few games i think another worry that people have is for example oh i'm too busy on my business call i can't come to practice i think that's something that is a is kind of a boomer uh worry it's not really like a kid worry i think if you're on top of your stuff and you want to be a professional uh you will go to your practice and prioritize your sport because that's the reason you're getting offered these partnerships in the first place so just being careful with i guess with the school regulation side and what that's going to look like uh and the rule kind of piece and then when it comes down to it make making sure the athlete is focused on why they're they're really there um because if they're not they're at risk of you know losing a lot of a lot of partnerships and their spot on a roster really what it comes down to is education on a, a wide spectrum whether that's a lack of education or just being educated enough to react to some of these i think it's it's going to come down to the schools that take advantage of their knowledge of social media because what we're seeing right now is a lot of these deals just solely happening off a shadow on Instagram or or um, a quick tweet. But if you don't educate these athletes on how to properly use these platforms or you don't have the right people that understand these platforms, it's going to come into really a disadvantage for some of these athletes. And that's going to show when they lose interest on the other side. So I think, I think what we're going to see, and especially with the transfer portal being one of the biggest new rules in college athletics recently, we've seen athletes that maybe weren't the starting quarterback or the starting point guard for a team decide to enter the transfer portal in hopes of just graduating and starting their professional career early. So I think we're going to see, you know, the people that really want to focus on their their athletic careers are going to go down that path. But we might also see people that are successful as broadcasters or something else um, go that way. And, and we're going to see the best athletes perform. And I think as a fan, that's all you want. You want to see the best, your team have the, the best players. And it's going to it's going to be a downfall. But I think at the end of the day, as a fan, you're going to enjoy the overall experience. So obviously the new rule changes are also going to play a big part in recruiting. Obviously the transfer portal has been a big deal this year in college athletics. So what do you guys think is coming down the pipeline for how this rule change is going to change recruiting practices? Basically, I think that uh, recruiting with NIL values is humongous. I think that's what's going to affect a lot of these kids' decisions to go to one school and not the other. Um, based on if they're partnered with brands they align with, if they see a, see a real value in their fandom and, and the environment that they'll be around. I think going to a school in a big city might be more attractive now than it ever was before because there's so many people to partner with. Uh, I think that's it's a huge development that with the transfer portal being able to have this system of choice, being able to mess up and go to one school that maybe didn't work out. Uh, I know a lot of kids 
my age did the same thing. They had to transfer just not being college athletes um, and, and really not being able to make their mind up. So I think being able to have that freedom of choice um, and knowing who you want to align with uh, and these colleges being there to support that, that's going to make a big decision for these kids. Yeah, and Noah brought up a good point when he talks about the fact that athletes now have, have the ability to do what us as regular college students can do, right? Like you can transfer to a school if you want because it's a better fit for you. The NIL is the same thing. Like a regular college student can go and use their name image likeness to get potential brand deals. Like this is something that's already common that was restricted by athletes. And now we're, we're looking at a time in when, when you follow like the NBA and NFL, players are able to force their way into specific markets, specific teams, just because they feel like that's best for, fit for them. I think we're going to see some of the same similarities in college sports. The uncertainty when it comes to following a specific team where a player may or may not stay is going to be a little more enticing for reporters and fans to follow along with. So as much as a school might see it as a downfall, it might actually just end up bringing more buzz around a specific player in a specific town. So, yeah, I think the transfer portal is going to be huge for an individual. But when you look at it from a bigger perspective, it's going to help a lot of people at the same time. I want to thank both of you for taking time out of your busy days to come and have this conversation with me today. It was a very good conversation. Everyone, be sure to check out Noah and Akshay's work on Twitter or any of their social media. Noah's Twitter handle is at New Age of Sports and Akshay's is at by Akshay Ram. Thank you guys so much for joining me and I will talk to you both soon. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Create Smarter Podcast conversation series. You can follow us on all platforms at 5Tool Productions to enjoy more episodes and live streams to keep you up to date with all the latest news from the industry. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.